Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Week 8 Roster Management Show here on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. Uh, please leave a like, rating, and review for the show if you guys are liking the content that we are uh, pushing out. I get good feedback from you. The list of numbers are good, so it's, uh, it would be pretty fantastic if you guys would leave that uh, that like, rating, and review on iTunes or uh, or Google Play. So, the week eight fantasy football waiver wire after back to back weeks of, uh, you know, just just not very good options out there. We do finally have some good options on the waiver wire this week. There are definitely some guys who I'm going to be bidding on in the FFPC main event in the uh, NFC high stakes league that I'm in with Michael Leone. Uh, this is a, a really good week. So we have two potential difference makers, I think. Uh, they are Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick. As of Tuesday morning, we don't have a great report on Carrion Johnson's knee. Uh, we have from ESPN.com that he is likely out with a knee injury, that he's going to miss multiple games. And then we have from the Lions Wire, they're talking about um, Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick. Trey Carson is actually on the Lions active roster. And the reason he's on the active roster and not on the practice squad like Paul Perkins is that when you claim someone from someone else's practice squad, you have to leave them on your 53-man roster. So he was inactive last week, which is why he didn't get any touches, but he is on the uh, the 53-man roster. Their other option would be uh, promoting Paul Perkins from the waiver wire. Uh, he's been with the team for three weeks. He was cut off. He was cut from the uh, from the Giants. And then the other option would be, you know, they could sign Jay Ajayi. They could trade for Kenyon Drake. They could re-sign C.J. Anderson. They worked out Jeremy Hell last week. They could bring him back. Spencer Ware is another option after being cut by the Colts. I think, though, the most likely option is that Ty Johnson pretty much just plays as a like-for-like replacement with Carrion Johnson, and then J.D. McKissick stays in his role as a third down back, uh, you know, and is able to play third downs, is able to play as a slot wide receiver sometimes when Danny Amendola is injured. And Johnson is a guy. I mean, guys, go out and get Ty Johnson. He ra- he's super fast. He weighs 210 pounds. He was very productive at the University of Maryland. I think I I do not think that it is 
untoward to say that Ty Johnson might be this season's Damian Williams if carry on Johnson or or maybe the better example actually would be Ty Johnson is this season's Nick Chubb uh you know not not as highly drafted but still someone that I think could change the outcome of your league and you know, maybe maybe that doesn't happen. You know, maybe Paul Perkins plays, maybe Trey Carson plays, maybe they sign an old guy. I know Jay Ajayi uh, actually worked out with the Arizona Cardinals this week, but I, I would I would definitely encourage you to go out and get Ty Johnson in your league. Kind of kind of the same as Wayne Gallman. You know, we we were really aggressive on Wayne Gallman. We got one really good great game from him, and then he got hurt. And and that's you know sometimes that just happens. Sometimes guys just get hurt. Sometimes things in the schedule don't break your way. The Giants had that game against the Patriots that would have been tough sledding for Gallman anyways, but Ty Johnson, I mean, he is just a guy who I really, like, he's a guy I had rostered in some leagues anyway, so I, I would really encourage you to go out and get him on your roster this week. The other potential difference maker for me is Kenny Stills. Uh, with, with Will Fuller out, uh, he's going to be out multiple weeks. Stills ran a drop back on, or Stills ran a route on 95% of uh, Deshaun Watson's dropbacks in week seven. Kenny Stills is about as good as a like-for-like replacement as you are going to get for Will Fuller in terms of long speed, the kind of routes they run, the kind of things that they bring to the table in terms of their specific skill set. So I think Kenny Stills is I mean, he is a 10 to 15% bid for me this week. And I think that Kiki Cutie is like a 1 to 5% bid as well. I think that he is a pretty strong add uh, as well. So Kenny Stills, Ty Johnson, and to a lesser extent, J.D. McKissick are, for me, far and away the best uh, the best ads of the week. I think if you're in a league that does waiver claims, they are worthy of the number one claim. They are they are really fantastic options on the waiver wire this week. So moving on to some of the other secondary options, Mark Walton again led the Miami Dolphins in uh, backfield carries. Now Kenyon Drake actually played more snaps. Kalen Balaj held on to the goal line work, but Walton is now a guy who has a real role in the offense. He played 38 of the 73 offensive snaps. He had 16 carry or 14 carries and uh, and one target. And Kenyon Drake is actively searching for a trade. So I think you know five to eight percent of your fab on Mark Walton, uh, with the idea that you know he's going to be good for kind of five to nine PPR points a week. I think is uh, is pretty strong. Some other handcuffs that are out there that I think you could add. Daryl Henderson, Benny Snell, and Wayne Gallman. Henderson actually saw 11 rushes to Todd Gurley's 18 and added a target in the passing game last week. And I think... He is now, now that he's been on the field and he's shown that he can play, I think that he has surpassed Malcolm Brown. It pains me to say it, but I think you can drop Malcolm Brown. And uh, the Rams get the Bengals this week. So with heavy buy options and, and injuries, you know, they're, they're just a lot of players that are going to be missing from people's lineups that people have been counting on. You know, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott is not playing this week, so there are definitely going to be people who are missing him. Uh, I think Daryl Henderson can get, you know, eight PPR points this week. I think that's something that is in his range of outcomes. The same goes for Benny Snell. I think he's just going to take that Jalen Samuels role. He should get about 10 touches, you know, maybe one target in the passing game, eight to 12 rushes, depending on how much uh, the Steelers are winning by. And I think I think you can just play him. I think you can feel pretty good about, uh, about playing Benny Snell in deeper formats, you know, 14-team leagues, 
12-team leagues with multiple flex spots. Uh, I play in a league with three flex spots. I, I would definitely be in on uh, I would definitely be in on playing Snell in that format. And then Wayne Gallman, you know, we saw Barkley leave this game again for the Giants with complications of the high ankle sprain. Now he came back. However, I, I would say you probably don't have to bid on Gallman if he's out there again. Uh, the thing with him is eventually the Giants are just going to be out of contention. You know, the Giants, they're going to be 2-8, and 2-7, and seven, whatever. They, they suck. They're so bad. They're not going to be able to make the playoffs. And if Barkley continues to be hobbled with this high ankle sprain, I don't really see any reason why the Giants would continue to play an injured Barkley in this scenario. So Gallman is another guy. First come, first serve waivers, I think, is, uh, is pretty strong. A couple high upside wide receivers. AJ Brown is probably on the waiver wire in your league. He's he's definitely one of those guys who is who is out there. And the Tennessee Titans offense looked like it had uh, looked like it had a little bit of uh, looked like it had a little bit of life. So I'm I'm kind of interested in how efficient AJ Brown has been uh, over 11 yards per target. Olabisi Johnson is going to be a replacement for Adam Thielen. Thielen is likely not going to play on the short week, and it's it's a matchup against Washington. So uh, the Vikings are are massive favorites in that game. I think given how well Kirk Cousins is playing right now and the role that we expect uh, Johnson to uh, take over, I think he's like a good one to two percent bid. Uh, he actually had eight targets and a touchdown in the Vikings last game. So kind of interested in him. The Miami Dolphins wide receivers. Kind of interesting. Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, you know, Albert Wilson, just not really a thing. Parker and Williams combined for 18 targets and 137 yards. Parker scored a touchdown. And I think if this target volume continues, Parker is a guy who is, you know, legitimately startable in 12-team leagues during the bye weeks. One more guy uh, kind of in this borderline starter range, uh, Dallas Goddard. Over the last four games for the Eagles, he's played 68% of the team's snaps. He has 18 targets, two targets in the end zone, and he has been the tight end 10 in fantasy. I think he is uh, he is a pretty legit add uh, at this point. I think he's someone you can kind of s- start as a, as a top 15 tight end option going forward. A couple deep ads. Alan Lazard led the Green Bay Tar- led the Green Bay Packers in snaps last week. I think he had only three catches for 45 yards, but there's definitely a chance that he just beats out Geronimo Allison or MVS for a role going forward. Alex Erickson had 14 targets this last week for the Bengals. Uh, with AJ Green pretty much out indefinitely, John Ross likely not coming back this year. I think Alex Erickson as like he, he could just kind of have that Danny Amendola season as like a, a PPR wide receiver four who can just randomly get you these these 10 catch games, you know, 10 catches for 45 yards is like totally in Alex Erickson's range of outcome. Boston Scott, very deep handcuff ad. Basically, if Jordan Howard turned an ankle or Miles Sanders got injured, I think he could be kind of a 10 touch a game guy for the Eagles, similar to Josh Adams from last year. And Keel Harry, uh, I liked in Keel Harry more as an ad before the Patriots traded for Mohamed Sanu. I still do think that he is a, a pretty interesting ad given that uh, the Patriots did spend a first round pick on him and he's eligible to return in uh, in two weeks from the designated for return IR. Foster Moreau, another guy, 10 targets and two touchdowns in his last three games, kind of similar to Dawson Knox as a part-time player who is used near the red zone. And then we have Jay Ajay working out for the Cardinals, who uh, I think we probably can expect them to uh, to sign this week.
All right, now it is time to delve into the streamers section of the podcast. Very interesting week for streaming because a lot of you are going to need streamers. Lamar Jackson is uh, is on by this week, so that's uh, you know that's that's not going to be a uh, a great situation. Dak Prescott is on by this week as well, so definitely there are going to be teams out there. It's going to be a competitive week on the uh, on the waiver wire. I will first mention Jacoby Brissett. Not a particularly good matchup, but he is at home against Denver. He leads the NFL in touchdown passes, hasn't even really started running yet. I think that, and he's 49% owned. He's kind of a quarterback who I would just say is, uh, feels weird to say, but he might be just a little bit matchup proof, right? Because he he just is kind of crushed regardless of who the Colts have faced. So he's 49% owned on Yahoo. I think I think he's pretty interesting. I, I definitely would consider him someone uh, that is playable, but the guy who is going to be the top streamer of the week, uh, and it's not even close, Teddy Bridgewater is playing at home against Arizona. Arizona. He's been, uh, Teddy's been better in the last two games, you know, is kind of throwing some passes down the field. I, I think that he has been more than competent in his, uh, his showing, and he's definitely going to be a starting quarterback for someone next year. So in this matchup against Arizona, who's pretty much made quarterback ones out of everyone except for, you know, uh, Russell Wilson, they were just up by too many points. And then Daniel Jones is just, you know, he's just, uh, he's too bad. Uh, wow, there are just a lot of streaming quarterbacks out here this week. We also are going to have Mason Rudolph. Yes, you were hearing me correctly. Mason Rudolph is playing against the uh, the Miami Dolphins. Does not really get much easier than that. Uh, they are playing at home to the Dolphins. We have seen pretty much every quarterback who's come up against the Dolphins has projected very well. I expect that Rudolph is actually going to be, uh, when I go to look at the Daily Rota projections this week, I expect Mason Rudolph to be a positive value there. And then we get into a a more risky section, but Ryan Tannehill, 300 passing yards in that game for uh, for Tennessee in his first game and uh, was also able to throw two touchdown passes. I think that Ryan Tannehill is going to be a kind of popular streamer this week. I definitely would not go to him first. I definitely am going to be going to Jacoby Brissett first. I'm definitely going to be going to Teddy Bridgewater first, uh, those guys who are out there. But I definitely think that those guys are passable options. You know, Mason Rudolph and Ryan Tannehill, I think they are both passable options. And deeper leagues, you you do not have to feel bad about playing those guys. Moving on to streaming kickers. You guys already know. You know who the first guy I'm going to say is. Zane Gonzalez. He has... 70 fantasy points. That is almost as many as Greg Zerline, almost as many as Justin Tucker. He has been just, oh, he has been so good in fantasy. Uh, so he, he just continues to lead the NFL in field goal attempts. Uh, he just is going to finish drives for Arizona because they are not very good at scoring touchdowns. And this uh, home mat or this game against New Orleans, it's inside a dome. We love to take kickers inside of domes. So, you know, Zane Gonzalez, 49% owned. If you pick him up, you're probably not going to have to pick up a kicker for uh, for the rest of the year. Josh Lambeau playing at home to the New York Jets for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Basically, the uh, the Jets just kind of seem like a, a laughing a laughing stock at, uh, at this point. So they're they are going to be coming off of a short week uh, where they just got absolutely dunked on at home. There's going to be a healthy team total for Jacksonville, uh, and you know playing at home is always a position that we like for uh, for kickers as well. 
Not a ton of other great options. I mean, if you can uh, if you can get Mike Nugent, if he is still on the waiver wire in your league, and I actually have noticed that he is on the waiver wire. He's not being picked up kind of at the same frequency that we would expect some of these other kickers. And then if you want to ride the Thursday night train, Dan Bailey is kicking at home Thursday night against Washington. That is a, a pretty strong spot. You know, we, we expect that the Vikings are going to have, you know, one of the five best point totals of the week playing at home, playing indoors, playing against a bad team. They're going to be winning by a lot. Just a kind of pretty straightforward there at the kicker position. Moving to streaming tight ends. Streaming tight ends has gotten really tough. It's it's gotten very brutal because some of these guys who we were relying on as streamers before are, uh, you know, Gerald Everett, Jason Witten. These guys are over 50% owned in uh, in Yahoo League. So I, I would like to start off the conversation with Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith. I definitely think that there is a chance, and I'm going to wait to hear something from the team on this before I, I go full bore with this, but I think there's a chance that Rudolph and Irv Smith just play more and are targeted more often as a, as a result of the Adam Thielen injury don't think that uh, Thielen is going to play Thursday against Washington. The risk that you're going to run into there, of course, is that uh, the team just the team just establishes the run. You know, they only throw 15 passes or something like that. That definitely is a scenario that uh, that I could see happening. Darren Fells remains on the waiver wire in about 70% uh, of leagues. He had two targets for 27 yards in uh, his last game, but he has not had less than four PPR points in three weeks. And you might be saying, well, why do I care about, uh, about four PPR points? Like what is, what does, uh, what does that do for me? Well, a lot of tight ends are a lot worse than that. And a lot of tight ends do not play in an offense that just lost Will Fuller. So this is a, a, a pretty ideal situation, a very ideal matchup at home against the bad Oakland defense that just gave up five passing touchdowns to Aaron Rodgers. Darren Fells is someone that I, I think I would legitimate like so I have Evan Ingram in a lot of leagues and Evan Ingram left Sunday's game injured for the Giants if Evan Ingram does not play Darren Fells is probably going to be my preferred option for uh for a streaming tight end Dawson Knox plays against Philadelphia. He's another guy who is attached to a pretty interesting offense, uh, and he has five targets in each of his last two games. 22 receiving yards against Miami, not great, but the five targets, definitely pretty uh, pretty good. And uh, also, I, I think that he had a, a touchdown called back in that game. So Knox is, uh, Knox is a pretty interesting guy to me. Like, I, I think that... Given a uh, given his role in this offense, he's definitely someone that uh, that I am interested in. Gonna give my weekly shout out to Jack Doyle. Appears that it's not gonna happen for him this year, but uh, definitely someone who, if you just want five PPR points, Jack Doyle can uh, can get that for you. Noah Fant showed up on uh, the unrealized air yards for this last week, and with Manny Sanders basically being phased out of this offense. I think Fant is one of the biggest beneficiaries of that, him and uh, Deshaun Hamilton. But uh, Fant is a guy who I think is pretty interesting with that uh, that first round pedigree. And this should be, again, another game where Denver is going to be trailing. There's going to be a lot of passing attempts to be had in this game. 
Finally, moving to the streaming defenses, right at exactly 50% owned, the Pittsburgh Steelers at home to the Miami Dolphins. They are far and away the number one streaming defense option this week. I think that they're going to go for, you know, kind of 10% of fab in a lot of leagues. They're, they are going to be a very popular streamer this week, and they should be out there in, in a kind of a high percentage of leagues because they are coming off of a bye week. So unless people are stashing them, they uh, they definitely should be out there. Philadelphia's defense gets Buffalo. I know Philly has been so susceptible to the pass, but pretty much every streaming defense is viable against Josh Allen. I, I just think that that is a... Uh, that's something that is true. The Indianapolis Colts defense, 13% owned. They get Denver and uh, Joe Flacco at home. Definitely uh, interested in that. Detroit gets Danny Jones and the New York Giants at home. Pretty interested in that situation as well. So last week we went from a kind of brutal streaming situation, but just going through that list, there are loads of streaming options at every position. So I, I hope that that was helpful. There will be a little bit more in-depth analysis on these streamers on the the Roto Experts website. My streaming article comes out on Wednesday. Please make sure to check out rotoexperts.com. You can get uh, 10% off of the NFL 365 package using the promo code MATTEK, M-A-T-T-E-K. And uh, I will uh, be back with you guys tomorrow. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 